0: Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week, we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tristan Almario. If you don't know who I am, I lead the Artist Marketing and Partnerships team here. And where is my lovely co-host?
1: I'm the lovely co-host. I'm lovely. Hi, I'm Dave Arcade. I was being nice. No, I appreciate that. I was waiting uh, for Andrea to start speaking because I'm not usually described as lovely, but I appreciate that. I'm Dave Arcade. I am an artist on the roster uh for the closer and closer roster i am happy to be here with you guys today and excited to uh talk with jaron vogel one of the more uh, more talented dudes um i've had mm-hmm. the pleasure of interacting with oh
2: it's so nice to be here and first of all i think you're lovely dave so thank you for Th- thank having you. me guys it's nice to be here dave I-, I think you're lovely too just throwing it out there
1: well i, I really like your shoulders in that jersey
0: Thank you, Dave. Dude, Lakers game today. I know you guys are both based in Utah,
2: right? Uh, I'm in um, Portland now. Well, you're Portland, in Portland. Area. Okay, right, right. Washington. It's confusing, but yeah. Portland. Wait, are you a
0: Jazz fan then?
2: No, I'm, honestly, I'm like sports ball guy, the guy who calls it sports ball. I know <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I'm, I'm not big into any of that stuff. I'm like so boring. No, you're not,
0: Jerem, because, you know, this is our first time interacting, and See, what the, what the audience and the listeners don't know is that we just totally said you look like Huey from The Boys. So Amazon Studios, if you're listening right now, we should have the guy that looks like Huey design some new key art for next year. I'm just throwing it out there. Season three, baby. Oh, that sounds good.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It's season three. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to introduce Jerem, Tristan, if that's okay with you.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got distracted.
1: Man. So as I said today, we have Jerem Vogel. That's Jerem with an M. Jerem Vogel, very cool name. Um, oh, thank you. Let's just talk about your name for a long time.
2: Yeah, that's he's, good. Let's do that.
1: <laughs> uh, he's an illustrator that has created artwork for Disney, Facebook, Procreate, Spotify, Pepsi. Can't pronounce that one. Adobe and many others. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> one is that?
2: Fiat peugeot i think i had to like look this up how to pronounce it because i had no idea it's a car company i think they're based in france i can't remember something like it that sounds super mm-hmm. american
1: are you sure it's not like a wisconsin car company
2: oh probably i don't know yeah. france wisconsin it's all the same
1: dude they're loaded um if you guys don't mind i'll continue
2: they, they should
1: and adobe and many others uh when jerem is not drawing he enjoys beaches fine ice creams fine ice creams we're gonna have to talk about That's that true. Peach Coke mm-hmm. skiing and entertains his 30,000. You have 30,000 TikTok followers?
2: Yeah, apparently. I need to get back on that. <laughs> I kind of Dude. Yeah. A few weeks. Like, when did you sign up? Uh, I don't know. Start of August or something like that. Holy smokes. That, okay. That place is going crazy, though. Like, man, TikTok mm-hmm. is just, I mean, despite all of the drama, it's still blowing up. So,
1: How many Instagram followers do you have?
2: 70 uh, something thousand I think I feel like Instagram's oh, okay. kind of slowed down though personally I don't know I'm, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about that. It doesn't feel like it's easy to gain a new people on Instagram these days like it was.
0: Well Jerem I'll be, I'll be honest man because I have taken a little bit of a sabbatical when it comes to Instagram and deleted it yeah. off my phone kept the account and then I was telling Andrea this the other day like I signed on for the first time and I was scrolling through the things that I follow mm-hmm. and things just disappear Like once you you look through whatever Instagram thinks it's going to serve you, it starts suggesting things that you don't even follow. And I'm like, well, this is tough. So you can post something like two weeks ago and you'll never see it again unless you go to someone's profile.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I feel like my usual experience now is like I'll post something because I haven't posted in like a month because I'm bad at these things and then um, instantly fair, lose fair like enough. 50 followers. It's like slowly they'll kind of trickle back in over a while. But It's like I feel like I'm kind of like counter motivated. I know that's not a word but like motivated to not post because every time I do it's just like reminding people to unfollow me. Is what it feels like. It's like, I feel like I've gotten less neurotic about it and now. It's just like eh, whatever but it hurts. Yeah, it's, it's a weird Dude. experience.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's bad for all of us. That's,
2: yeah, social media <laughs> times, guys. I mean, yeah, fantastic uh, life.
0: I think I think you're great on TikTok, by the way. I love it. I think oh, you're you. setting yourself up for something bigger. I just don't know what yet, and I feel like we're gonna talk about oh, more into the future. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's been interesting. I don't usually like put myself or my face or anything out there. Um, and especially on TikTok, I've gotten a lot of comments saying I sound like Gabe from The Office, which like, I've seen like the first two or three seasons of The Office, so I don't even know who Gabe is. And it's like, I guess I should watch that. I don't know. And then I got somebody who told me I looked like Dwight. And it's like, this is weird. It's, like, I don't Whoa. Look- <laughs> And then somebody else told me like yeah, something about like, your lazy eye makes me feel better about my lazy eye. I'm like, lazy eye? <laughs> You don't
1: have a lazy eye. <laughs> what?
2: The, like, what is happening on this app?
1: What the heck? Listen, I'll say this about Rain Wilson. Dude. If, if he was handsome, he would look like you. I'll give the people so, that.
2: The crazy thing is somebody, like one of my friends, I told them about this, and they looked up like a picture of young Ray and Wilson. And like he looks exactly like my little brother. It was crazy. It's like, whoa. It's like I can yep. see where they're coming from now. I think it was because I was wearing glasses in the, in the video or something. I don't know. It was weird.
1: Could be you guys uh, have a beet farming background, so maybe yeah, 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 that's true, yeah, yeah. That it could be that. Um, Real real quick, we'll just talk about me for a second. Um, Yeah, that would be great. I (laughs) um, I met Rain Wilson on set for a a GQ shoot years ago. I've never tried so hard to make somebody laugh, and I didn't get a (laughs) peep out of him. Like I lunch close to him, and I would like send my jokes his way, and he would just kind of do this thing, like keep eating. Couldn't get the guy to laugh was uh Weird. very disappointing for me. That sounds hard. Man. Yeah. It's a, it's a great story. It's a great story.
2: Um, seems like you'd be a laughing guy. I don't know. I mean, not so much on the office, but maybe in real life. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, those are the big leagues, right? Hanging out with Steve Carell and, and, uh, whoever else is on that show all day long. I don't think little old Dave's gonna get a peep out of him. Um, sorry, let's go back to you, Jerem. This <laughs> enough about me. Um, Tristan, why don't you, uh, take over and, and talk about this dentistry background. I want to hear about
0: this. Man. Well, first of all, Jeremy, thank you again for, for, for joining us and being on this. Um, we've had a lot of um, people, friends from the industry come join us. So I feel like you're the first artist we've had in a while uh, on, on the podcast. Um, so with that being said, you originally went to BYU, mm-hmm. BYU to study dentistry. <laughs> How in the heck? did you end up in illustration because it's crazy. I look at your work and I'm like, I don't see teeth and this, I just don't see how the world's collided and what made that transition. Can you talk a little bit about your background? What made you do it? Cause I wanted to be an astronaut as a kid, but I'm still, I'm not an astronaut. So
2: you're, <laughs> you're well on your way though. I mean, right career path, right? Well, you know, um, yeah. So uh, my dad was a dentist, so it was kind of a, everybody's nodding here like ah okay yeah (laughs) Uh, it's kind of a dynasty thing honestly that's what it feels like a lot of the time um but yeah my dad was a dentist my grandpa was a dentist which I guess is why I get that impression and uh so I guess it was kind of a default it's sort of like well I don't know what else to do I'll just kind of do this dentistry thing it sounds like you can make money and it's good and stuff um but I've always liked art so I like took all the art classes in high school and stuff like that um took the AP art test super failed the first time and then uh i did the 2d design test and passed that so i guess that tells you something about my art um yeah the uh i got lost anyway yeah so went to byu um, and just sort of dentistry isn't a major so i guess that's kind of where i got started down the the dark path of the arts, the path of the dark arts, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> depending on your exact Are you a Harry Potter fan? Was that a Harry Potter plug there? Uh, I feel like that's a dangerous question these days, but um, <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed me some Harry Potter in the past. You
0: know? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so, uh, yeah, I started, uh, because you have to declare a major, so I... Because I've Mm -hmm. always liked art. It's like, well, I can declare whatever I want as a major because dentistry is just sort of like a set of prerequisites you have to do and then you go to dental school. So Mm -hmm. I um, signed up for a couple of art classes and said, I guess I'm a pre-illustration major because my cousin was doing illustration and uh, it sounded fun, I guess. You know, it's that sort of like freshman mindset of like, I'll take some classes for fun. Uh, And then I just kind of stuck with it for probably longer than most people did to the point where like, I was in all of these pre-dental like science classes. I was in like organic chemistry and things like that. And uh, I, I think I kind of enjoyed being the, the weird one in both classes. So in those, I'm like, people would say like, oh yeah, I'm an exercise science major or whatever their major was. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an art major. And they're like, what, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And uh, then kind of the same thing in the art classes where people are like art majors. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing dentistry. I'm like, huh? That's
0: um, interesting. Your dad yeah, was a dentistry, and you basically. Or a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was a, a, a dentist. Yeah. Just a dentist. I just be straight up. Your dad was a dentist, and yeah. you figured in your head while you were taking art classes all throughout your upbringing. Yeah. You thought you were gonna go to the dentistry, but like, what
2: was it? Was there a moment or a story yeah, that went down yeah. that were like, I gotta do this? I think so. Yeah. So it was kind of this. I think I kind of wanted to do it all along, but. Um, there's sort of this myth uh, that you can't make money in art which I'm sure Mm -hmm. we're all familiar with here. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of this like oh I'd love to do illustration if I could make money at it or if it was like a thing that would actually work out but obviously that wouldn't work for me. It's like you have to be a cool New York hipster to even have a shot at that you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went on a trip with my illustration program to New York and we like visited a couple of working illustrators and things and I think that was sort of like the tipping point for me where I was kind of like, wait, there's people who are doing this and they're like, obviously making a living, things are working for them. And it's like, why can't I have that? It's like, why can't I do that? And it just sort of got me thinking about it. Um, and I briefly uh, decided I was going to do architecture because it was like kind of a little bit closer, but still, Whoa. I didn't get very far in that, uh, aside from like signing up for a calculus class. Um, but...
1: that sounds awful
2: architecture class which was actually really cool (laughs) architecture is cool but wasn't for me i guess uh yeah so and then finally it's like you know what like i'm already doing illustration i'm already in this like what if i just go for it and like worst case scenario i can always work at mcdonald's or something i don't know like (laughs) you're talking to mcdonald's fans right now by the way i I love mcdonald's so me too yes 100 percent there
1: yeah, I do. I, I'm trying to lose weight. I've lost yeah, 17 40. pounds in the past few yeah. weeks, and okay. uh, yeah, one of the things that uh, has fallen by the wayside uh, is McDonald's, and it, it upsets me.
2: That's hard. No, I mean, I, I have I have celiac, so like back in college, I would eat McDonald's all the time. Now it's like. <sighs>
1: You can't it's eat not, anything. It's not
2: really the same when you go there, and uh it's like you have to get the the Mac Double with the bun or without the mm. bun. You know, it's like they give it to you like on this wilty lettuce leaf in a little container, and it's like you know, I think this isn't for me anymore, which is really depressing. Yeah.
0: oh You'll live I, know, I,
2: I think it saved my marriage though, because my wife like hates fast food and I would be all about that if I could eat it. So.
1: You have so much good food in Portland, though. Holy it's smokes!
2: Really true. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: This is one of like
2: that gluten-free stuff, so it's great.
1: Is uh, one of the reasons why you like fine ice creams because of the salt and straw? Did did that open your mind to fine uh, ice creams?
2: Man, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about salt and straw. I, I hate it, and my friends make fun of me because I get vanilla every time. <laughs> like,
1: it's not good ice cream.
2: They have really good vanilla ice cream. So yes, but yeah, they have terrible flavors. They have like all these <laughs> weird. I, I don't know. I'm probably alienating all my Portland people here, but.
1: That's all right. That's like dunk on their faces. They get very
2: adventurous. And to their credit, like, they they take a lot of risks and come up with weird flavors. But They do. Yeah. Well, I'm we one time and they had, like, one with bugs in it. And it's just like, you know what? Like, <laughs> why are we doing this?
1: Yeah, that's that's strike three. Or sports ball terms, that's strike three.
0: Uh, uh, there
2: you go, yeah. yeah you know,
0: I, J- Jaren mentioned that. There's those New York hipsters. But then there's also the Portland hipsters. And they oh, come up yeah, with
2: some crazy stuff, man. Now, as far as Portland ice cream goes, though, um, I'm more of a Tillamook man myself. And I've like, had arguments Ooh. with my brother about this because my brother is all about like the Ben and & Jerry's and Haagen-Dazs and stuff like that, which is fine. But it's like, it's like, no, you want got to go for like the quality ice cream. It's just like Tillamook is right there. You can like go to the factory when you're out here. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
0: I
1: you love can't it. can't go wrong with that ice cream.
2: So, that, so,
0: that's, so the listeners are listening right now. What happened is Jerem had a Tillamook ice cream, and that's when he knew... You moved from dentistry to to illustration.
2: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Right on. Yeah. Right on topic here.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. We're getting, (laughs) we're getting off
2: topic. No, you're good. Topic is where the fun happens, right? So yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Looking back on, um, on illustration um, and uh, all that, that we heard about how difficult it would be. You kind of, I I know how I I view this, but let me just uh, get your take. Do you remember the people that would tell you that, that it's, you're not going to be successful at it? Like the type of, do you remember where you heard I think this? So. Cause I do. Yeah,
2: I think so. It was um, like school counselors were probably, you know, even back in high school, it's kind of like, well, that's not really a great career. I don't wow. know. It just seems like everybody, right. It's like, I, I can't think of anybody specific, but it's like neighbors, everybody, like family members, you know, it's just, and like, I don't feel like my family, like my family's been supportive. They're, they're really good, but it is this sort of like subtle like, but wouldn't you like dentistry? Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, I, I think uh, like I've, I've done pretty well with illustration so far and like my family's really supportive, but also very surprised and like that kind of makes me feel good sometimes. It's sort of like vindicative, you know? it's vindictive. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so, so I appreciate that. I don't know if other people feel that way. Maybe I'm just a bad person. Um, you are, But it's like, it does work. Like, Hey guys, like you can make money in art. It's a real thing.
1: But see, that's, that's the thing. Like the, the people that make it don't go out there and tell everyone while you're standing in line at the grocery store, just like, Hey stranger, um, like holding his groceries. I don't know why he doesn't have a cart. It's like, you can make it an illustration by the way. And you're like, huh? It's
2: like, you know what? I bought these groceries with art money. Yeah. They're you know, like holding a bag full of ramen. Like
1: <laughs> but but I'm realizing the reason why I brought this up it's a, it's a strange question but the reason why I brought it up is because it was always like the dude teaching um, a class at, at art school who failed at freelance yeah, illustration yeah. it's oh, all the that's people really that
2: true.
1: the people that failed and I wish that mm-hmm. I saw that back then I just I was like mm-hmm. you I took it as gospel I was like oh I'm not gonna do that then mm-hmm. uh, but man we were listening to a bunch of people who tried and sucked at it
2: yeah sorry probably. everyone. Spell. No, we. I, I remember we had, like, a professional practices class for illustrators, which, like, honestly should be way more of a focus in art school uh, aside. Yep. Anyway, but, yeah, <clears throat> we had this guy come in one time who's, like, a professional illustrator, been working for years. He designed, like, a lot of the, like, window cling Halloween stickers that we had as a kid. So it was like, oh, this is cool. This guy's, like, done it. And he's, like, done a bunch of, like, board game boxes and things. I can't even remember who it was, but, yeah. Um, but he was just, like, the most depressing guy ever. He's like, honestly, like, if I could do it over again, I wouldn't do art. Like, it's been the worst <laughs> career. I hate it. Everything is awful. Don't do this, guys. Get out of here. And, like, everybody leaves that class and is like, that sucked. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That hurts. That it's like, yeah, no, but, dude, you...
2: I don't yeah. know. That sort of talk just makes me feel like, no, I'm going to make this work. Screw you.
1: <laughs> yeah. No joke. Yeah. Well, anyway, you Sorry. No, no, no. I, I think we should be rude. Um, we live in a time of uh, a lot of, uh, fake niceness. So I think real meanness is better than fake niceness. Um, Great. so I, I, uh, let me see. I'm just going to be really transparent here. I'm looking at the script and, um, I'm not going to ask you the next question. I want sure. to let, let's, let's talk about some stuff that will be useful for, uh, your, your followers. You have a lot of them. Um, and as we know, as professional illustrators, a lot of the people that follow us are um, um, aspiring artists. And I think it's useful to uh, kind of get like uh, uh, your, your, well, I like to explain my tech setup whenever I can. Um, what, what do you draw on? What do you prefer? And we talked about Procreate a little bit. I know you draw on Procreate, but will you just walk us through your, your setup a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah, totally. Also, sorry, I've got, like, a construction site next door. I'm just going to close the window really quick to see if that um, oh. helps with the noise here. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Uh, yeah, so my art setup is, like you said, basically an iPad. Um, I have an iMac. Uh, rarely use it for art stuff. It's mostly, like, when I have to compile big Photoshop documents and stuff like that. Um, mostly, I just have, like, a kind of stand that I put uh, Twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, fourth generation. For those interested, because I do get that question a lot. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I'm I just like sit at a desk, have a stand and my iPad, or sometimes sit on the couch or the floor, depending on how things are going that day. And that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, I work um, like probably ninety five percent in Procreate, and then occasionally, if I have to do some vector stuff, I'll use Affinity Designer, um, which I actually really like for vector. I mean, you're, you're a vector guy, Dave. I'm I'm not much of a vector guy, so uh, Affinity yeah. Designer works for my needs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've wanted to try it out. Um, I like trying out new, anything that has shortcuts that uh, my current software doesn't have. I'm all about it. Um, yeah. So I, I jump back and forth. Um, so you do everything on the iPad. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I think that's crazy, but it's just like sitting on the couch drawing um, – like, I wish I could do that. I wish I would have committed to the iPad. I did not.
2: Yeah. I think um, I kind of got into it from a weird angle, though. It was like almost laziness that got me to that, where it's like like something about, like, I have to stand up and, like, go over to the computer and, like, plug in the Wacom tablet. Wacom. I don't even know how you say that. I don't know. And then um, I don't think anybody does, really. Yeah. There's no way to know. <laughs> uh, and uh, But it's like that that inertia where it's like, okay like I'm sitting here my iPad is sitting here and it's like yeah and this was like back in I had like an iPad mini back before the iPad pencil or the Apple pencil came out
0: it's like I can sit
2: here and do things the hard way on my iPad but that means I don't have to stand up and go to the computer so it's like I think that's kind of how it started it's like that initial little bit of laziness just like makes me do everything the hard way to start with but then the, the Apple pencil came out and like everything's great now but yeah, for a long time, I was getting, like, even after the Apple Pencil, people were like, you drew this on an iPad? And, like, that used to impress people, you know? Like, maybe it still does. I don't know. But
1: I, it impresses me. I, every time I draw on my iPad, like, the lines are super squiggly and it's tough to control. And I don't know what file, the size of the actual, like, the, the dimensions. I'm like, what, what? am I in 300 EPI or 72? Uh, yeah, I don't, that stuff. Yeah, like, it's it's super, like... I Without getting too technical, it will bore everybody to death. But that's the oh, like
2: the technical podcast, yeah. Dude, this is good
0: stuff. Coming, guys. I'm not the artist here. I'm just like soaking it in. Please go, go ham.
1: No, you really don't want to know that. I, I was trying to figure out um, isometric views in Cinema 4D yesterday oh, and man, exporting yeah. stuff to see if it was the same size. Because in the isometric view in Cinema 4D, when you zoom out, it doesn't change the shape. Which oh, is weird. the dimensions of your file? So I'm like, so it renders wherever you stop the the zoom out. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, which is not useful when you need an exact size. And so you can go like a uh, stroke in Illustrator is uh-huh. four pixels bigger than a line at one point in Photoshop.
2: Man, see, these are the things that I'm glad I don't have to think about most of the time. I know, like, yep. the type of art you do, it's like, you really have to know that. And
1: yep, that for me, sucks. it's
2: like, it's like nope, keeping it organic, no. <laughs> so, like, I always try to discourage clients from vector projects because I don't really want to do it, but yeah. yeah, I don't know, I can do it, I guess. I just don't enjoy it as much.
1: No, your, your style has a really, uh, it it kind of thrives because of uh, the, the raster-based look, like the... Like, everything's not, your edges have just a slight imperfection to them. You know, yeah. like, you can tell you're drawing them. Um, I believe you use noisy shadows, correct?
2: Uh, occasionally, yeah. Um, I've done, like, noise overlays, and then I'll try to get, like, textures and stuff in my shadows to keep things kind of interesting. And, like, I know there's ways to do that stuff in Vector, but, like, I don't I don't know. It's like you have to mess around with opacity masks and a bunch of stuff like that. And just, yeah. Just
1: what? How, where did your where did you uh kind of get the style from where like your characters have such like grand movement to them and their appendages are so cool like super long legs and big old arms they seem huge they seem like yeah. if i was standing next to one they'd be like 20 feet tall i and- mean
2: I'm, I'm six foot six, so I think I kind of have an affinity for like. You are? Teenagers. Yeah. You're six this foot. Is the six. nice thing about like only knowing people online is that I don't talk about that that much.
1: Dude, you're taller than hell. That is so freaking tall.
2: This is this is my official coming out as tall on the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this changes everything for me when somebody's that yeah. tall. We would talk like this to be like, hey, so. Yeah. Uh,
2: the weird um, thing is I don't notice that, but that's like most of my interactions with people. But like for it's like me, it's like somebody's like six foot. I'm like, man, that guy's tall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking down at them. It's,
1: He's yeah. to my chin. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. So do you think maybe uh, you inspired your characters a little
2: bit? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I think I just like linky stuff because probably I feel some sort of like mm-hmm. affinity with that, but uh, mm. probably I think, like, the characters and the style and stuff, it's all sort of an amalgamation of, like, a lot of different artists that I look at and, like, kind of, to some degree, unsuccessfully mimic, you know? And it's, like, I think a lot of style kind of comes from that, where it's, like, you're trying to copy somebody and then it just sort of goes its own way.
1: Who, um, who are you ripping off?
2: Um, let's see. I really like... I mean, obviously, John Klassen and Carson Ellis are sort of the muses of the age for this type of thing. Um, and then... Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Wow, that's that's embarrassing.
1: Jeff Gaworks?
2: Uh, giant Ant that I really like, and why can I not remember his name? Peter Seven, like, Grapes? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with that.
1: Um, Donovan Meadows?
2: Also, Owen Davy, I really like. So, that, that's kind of more of the vector look. And like, so like a lot of my figures, like even though it's organic and we're talking about textures, like I try to get pretty clean edges um, and I just draw with the selection tool a lot. So, like, I get my work mistaken as vector. No, it's usually not um, because it kind of has that sort of strong silhouette to it yeah uh other other artists that i'm looking at i should have come up with this list ahead of time bernie fuchs i mean you don't really see that in my work but man i love bernie fuchs
1: i'm looking (laughs) him up right now
2: he's a old time died in 2009 i think like one of the old old time illustrators
1: well Uh, his his last name is a swear word jerry yeah i
2: know i i I didn't say it that way so
1: (laughs) oh yeah this totally know who this guy is this dude's incredible so
2: good wow so good yeah, um, we can't,
1: nobody can draw like this anymore. It is a lost no, it's art. Like,
2: it's like a lot of uh, like oil washes and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. I wish I could draw like that. That would be, that would be making it for me.
1: No joke. This, you can tell this is, these are the guys that like draw and ch- or paint in chunks. You're like, what are you doing, man? You can't even, you're not even good at this. You're like, oh crap. He just drew a face. Yeah.
2: And then it's like, you add like one little stroke and suddenly it's like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> he just came together.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I feel uh, bad about what I do. So thanks for showing me this guy,
2: uh, Dave Arcade. Obviously, for inspiration. So,
1: <laughs> you know, huge hit. five thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> uh,
2: five thousand dedicated followers. Yeah, Ooh, tell them, Jeremy. Yeah. Hey, uh, I
1: I get as many likes as people that have twenty five thousand followers. But you right. know what?
2: That's that's important. It's true. You probably don't lose five. 500 followers every time you post something. So oh,
1: I want to, I oh. want to start posting stuff that will lose me some followers. I'll tell you what,
2: Oh man, He's right there with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Favorite illustrators. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's the, honestly, um, my children's books, old children's books, like, Bell is, uh, again, something that I don't really, really draw like that. But I think like in terms of like the, the attitude that I want in my illustrations, sort of like that level of, um, naivete if that's how you say that it is. Like I want like kind of innocent looking characters and stuff so I don't really like to go into a lot of detail on my faces and things uh, Jay is the big one um, so like Tintin and stuff like that
1: Yeah, oh yeah you're, you're good at this I, I don't retain the names of the people that inspire me I just steal their work and I'm like see ya
2: hey, but if nobody yeah. can tell then it's cool right
1: yeah no I've, I've, I go through, through great lengths to hide where uh, I, I steal my stuff from <laughs> I don't steal. I, I don't steal much, guys. It's things like no, uh, trumpets no and devil. hands. Just like I
2: oh, know. hands, man. Everybody steals hands, right? It's like I don't. Yeah, I could either figure this out for myself, or I could go like look up a reference sheet where somebody's already drawn it and figure it out that way.
0: Yeah, I like, just kind of.
2: I just punt on hands. It's like I could either draw a hand, or I could draw like a little stub with a thumb on it, and mostly nobody notices. So I go with the second option usually.
1: Yeah. I'm really jealous of your style. I've looked at it a lot and I just pulled it up again. And I'm looking at a guy's hand and it's just, you know, it's a solid shape right here. And then, yeah, he has a little thumb. And Uh, I get
2: away with it. That's the crazy thing. Like nobody ever calls me out on that.
1: Well, you're, you're a great designer. Um, These are, this is illustration for sure. But Um, would you say that this, your process is as much design as it is anything else?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, an interesting distinction that I don't feel like, uh, was made in art school, if that makes sense. I guess technically I didn't go to art school illustration program at a non-art school. (laughs) Um, yeah. And it's like, I I do feel like I skewed that way. Like, uh, I was, I can't remember if this was on the podcast, but I was talking about like the, the AP test and like, I just totally failed at the drawing test and like, I still like. I can render stuff now, I guess if I really have to, but I hate it. it's like I hate doing that. I don't want to deal with that stuff um, yeah. but yeah, design and like layout, I feel like that's um a bigger part of like the success of an illustration than the actual drawing itself, if that makes sense, it's more about like the composition and things, so I feel like that's something I'm trying to push more to and like trying to think about um yeah
1: yeah you you're kind of you're a masterful um uh, kind of composition guy for sure. Just like every time I look at your stuff, I I, I get pulled into it. Um, and I can't say that about everybody's art. I'm not going to say whose art I'm not pulled into. It.
2: No, let's let's do the list right now. Let's go. through
1: that. <laughs> First one's Tristan. No, um, but yeah. just like I love the, I've always loved this one with the sword in the skull near the uh, <clears throat> waterfall. It's like the first thing that comes up when you I Google your name.
2: Oh, just that's the, wow.
1: Yeah, but the Go composition, it right yeah, it's it's just fantastic. Like, there's so many things here that you you do right to frame and negative space and and foreground, mid ground, background. Um yeah. did you learn this stuff in school or did you teach yourself composition?
2: Um, a little bit both. I think um, I remember specifically there was like one class where they mentioned the foreground, middle ground, background thing, and like that had never even occurred to me before. And it's like oh, it's like that, it's that easy to do compositions. It's like you can just like. <laughs> like three pieces and you just kind of like keep your corners tucked in if that makes sense. And, uh, and then it kind of works, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it works for you. I, I, gosh, the reason why I I admire it when I try to do this, I get to the mid ground and I'm lost. I'm just yeah. like I'm. I'm calling. I'm just like guys. I'm lost in the composition. You got to come pick me up. I don't know. How, I don't know what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> yeah, the midground. That's yeah. That's like you got to put the interesting stuff in there, and then it's like okay, I can do like the noodly stuff in the foreground, and like the the kind of hazy stuff in the background. And then it's like, oh, I have to draw something here in the middle. Like,
1: dude, no, you nailed it. Like that is such a good way of putting it. That's why I just pointed at you. That why didn't somebody tell tell me that a long time ago. Kids, put the interesting stuff in the middle. Foreground, who gives a crap? Leaves and whatnot. Background hazy. Yeah. That is that is a great lesson.
2: Like giving Uh, away all my secrets here though.
1: Well, yeah. Tell us more. Oh no. Tristan, once you jump in here, I'm talking a lot. I, I if no, I get a chance I, to talk to an artist, I'm going to pick their brain and steal all their stuff, and then no,
2: <laughs> I'm well, you already have, admitted that. You're un- going to have the TikTok followers. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, take, them, take them away.
2: Send me your handle. Yo. I'll send them all to you, Dave.
0: Dave and Jim, I'm, am I'm, I'm not going to lie. Just coming from, I'm, a, I'm a marketer, you know, and just being on the kind of the background here, listening to you guys speak, I'm just like in shock. A big goal of mine is to learn more. So I, you guys were nerding out on all kinds of gear that you guys use and I, I love it. It just makes me go, Ooh, but, um, Jeremy, I'm like, I look at your stuff, man. And I want us to keep talking about your art. Cause people love your art. Um, but for, but for me, I, at least from my interpretation, someone that doesn't come from a technical background, like Dave, I get very like fantasy vibes. Like, I feel like I'm in a dream when I look at your art, like I get lost. What the heck? How, like, do you like watch like I, I, that's obviously rooted by something
2: for you uh okay yeah i mean like i guess i should so so i have like w- a weird relationship with fantasy i guess because like i really I like it.
0: it i knew there was a root uh, behind it because that's what i got that's my impression but,
2: like i really i, I shouldn't say hate because like i don't want to be mean to people but like i'm I'm not into like the the lengthy thousand page lord of the rings rip off oh I, I, of, i'm asleep know.
0: already by that it's yeah like,
2: that is like not my thing but like i really like um like diana wynne jones like sort of more like young adult fantasy stuff um adventure time is like Mm. the best thing ever so if you see some adventure time vibes in my work that's like my favorite show of all time um so it's like that sort of like level of maturity but like with fantasy elements it's like i guess that's kind of what i'm going for it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah, totally. It, it's like, like I don't adventure have time, man. To ask me to draw swords, so no. <laughs> you
0: know, I would love to see one day, and this is just me, this is not planned or anything. I just thought of it just now. You know, those choose your own adventure books, man. No, oh, what are man, they? That would be great. You know, you know, where you like it's man, when I was a kid growing up, you'd, you'd yeah. be so excited to get the scholastic printed thing where you could yes. buy books, yeah, the book order, yeah yeah the big book order like that man i'm i might be aging myself here for that but they don't do that anymore these yeah, days do i don't think That's for the so kids weird. it's a bummer that they don't but i would always order like captain underpants or, or oh, like, something man. like that uh, dave turkey
2: is the best
0: come on somebody and there yeah. was i would always get those choose your own adventure books where like you would read 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 and you get to have a choice netflix started doing that and in, in one of their like most yeah, recent was, like uh, features
2: snatch I, I didn't watch yes. it but I heard it was really cool.
1: Yeah. Yes. I just started watching that literally 2 days ago. Yeah. I was like I should finally watch that. It's really cool. How get to that. choose. Like
2: honestly I I should do that. I've heard of, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess dude. I should say like yeah, as far as like the choose your own adventure, this is this is going back a little bit more, but other like influences that are like a big you know, like, you kind of feel like you have, like, this mix of things that kind of made you who you are, it's, and it's, like, kind of stupid yep. stuff. It's, like, King's Quest, so, like, old-school, like, point-and-click <laughs> video games. Nice. And uh, Monkey Island, which, like, nobody knows what that is now. But, I've like, heard of it. it's all about Monkey Island. It is the funniest thing, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, in the trash can after Disney bought LucasArts, Lucasfilm, <laughs> whatever. But, oh, man, it's the best. It's, like, hilarious and funny and cool and piratey, and it's just awesome. So... Wow. Do, you, do
1: you remember Sir Slicer from Adventure Time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, You were good then. I'm,
2: I'm yeah, I've, I'm, like, on my third time through the entire series. I, like, did the math one time on, like, how much time I've put into watching this show, and it's like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing.
1: <laughs> it is the possibly, like, okay, you have Star Wars
2: yeah. period,
1: right? I put Adventure Time, like, pretty close to it in terms of just pure entertainment, like it is, sometimes it's the greatest thing that's ever been made. Mm
2: -hmm. No, I think think you're totally right. And it's like, and I think you see a lot of cartoons doing this same thing now where like, it used to be, you had like, um, Bugs Bunny or like sort of this slapstick level of cartoon and like every episode or even like SpongeBob, it's like every episode is just sort of its own little thing. And it's like, it's funny, it's fun to watch, but then there's no like big story overarching it. Right. Um, and then, like like a time that like masterfully like weaves story through the entire series, but it's like every episode still feels like it stands on its own. And it's like one of the things I just love about it is you get these episodes that seem like totally random, not connected to anything, and then like three seasons later, like something comes back from that, and it's like, yeah. oh, that mattered. Like what?
1: Yeah, it's like a big deal. Like when Finn meets That's his it's dad. Like
2: so good. Yeah, the way they do that is just fantastic.
1: Yeah, and like the whole. Do you guys? Tristan, have you ever watched Adventure Time?
2: No. What the hell, man? Yeah. Man, we're just I'm nerding just out leave, here on cartoons. Man. This is this is how you know you're the artist. It's like I haven't we were talking about sports earlier and it's like I don't really watch sports. Like I, I haven't watched the boys on Amazon, but it's like, man, Adventure Time and like Gravity Falls, that's where it's at.
1: Gravity Falls is so good.
2: I'll tell you guys what cartoons like I grew up watching. There were a lot of the
0: anime stuff, like Dragon uh, yeah. Ball, uh Gundam Wing, Gundam. Um I don't want to sound lame, but I was really into Pokemon.
2: That's, I don't think that's lame. Honestly, I kind of missed the Pokemon train, even though it was yeah. like totally a thing when I was a kid. But I have such like a contrarian attitude, I guess, that it's like everybody else liked it. I can't like it. It's like, yeah, yeah I, Fair I feel like you be the same way, Dave. Yeah, it's just like.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm way too old. I was in high school when Pokemon came out.
2: Oh, you weren't, you weren't quite that. Oh,
1: Yeah. But it keeps reinventing itself and like whoever manages all of Pokemon does such a good job. Yeah. They're killing it. Yeah, totally. My kids are way into it. Like their video games are super fun and engaging. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of eighties kids like me, um, like to preach the eighties, the eighties gospel. Like, uh, you know, oh, your cartoons, like nothing like the
2: the eighties. I'll tell you what. You're gonna start was, telling me that He-Man and Thundercats are the best, though.
1: Well, those are some some rose color <laughs> frickin' shades, man. Because yeah. I sat down and watched three episodes of Thundercats the other day with my family, and it is the dumbest cartoon ever, and it is boring, like. I,
2: just it's, old enough that I was like watching some of those though, like when they were on their tail end, and like I loved them as a kid. But, sure. Yeah, it's like you go back and it's like this animation was terrible, like
1: it, terrible, like so bad,
2: and so. Or boring. did you ever watch the uh, the Mario cartoon? That was that was a real winner.
1: Oh my gosh, with Captain Lou Albano, like when they cut yeah. back to. Yeah.
2: yeah, there was like the live action sequences in between. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's you yeah, go back. Great. Like there's back to the future. There's some great things from the eighties, but a lot of it, if you revisit it, like, I mean, when you Google eighties, you get all this cool neon and gridded floor stuff. And it, we really make it sound like in the synthesizer, yeah. like the, the, yeah, synth like music. the
2: stranger things sort of lens where it's like, yeah. everything was awesome.
1: It wasn't like totally. that. nothing was like that. Nothing from the eighties. There's not a single like IP or a piece of content from the eighties that encapsulates like the coolness of like a stranger things. Now it's maybe yeah. if you pull a bunch of different things together and, and mash it together, like you get that, but you can't look to one yeah. thing and be like, Oh, that was super cool. There yeah. was something lame about it for sure. And that's what people except,
2: thought, except maybe back to the future. That was pretty much perfect. So. Back to
1: the future is perfect. I will give you that. Yeah. But you know,
2: i have seen that not the nineties. It's like now it's the nineties, right? Or yeah. Like, romanticizing <laughs> that. It's like, I never thought that would happen. It's like, got out of the 90s and it's like thank goodness we're done with that and now it's like oh wait we're like back to like crop tops and i don't even know like high jeans and stuff yeah Big the clothes in the 90s so. dude. oh man yeah crazy it's weird times well I, I love i love this darren
0: because we we talked a little bit about kind of your journey to you almost becoming a dentist to learning a little bit more about your art um i know you do more than just like being a pro illustrator but what do you have coming up? What do you, like, dream about doing these
2: days? Uh, yeah, totally. So um, I'd always love to do a project with Coke. So if anybody from Coke is listening, like, hit me up. Um, there you that's go. Like, you have, like, these kind of, like, companies that do just really fantastic marketing. And it's, like, I want to work with those guys. Um, so that would be cool. Uh, and then um, – I think like on a more general level, um, I'd really love to do something that kind of mixes art and code more. Like I do some coding stuff as sort of a hobby on the side. So I've like done a few like, like a things. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Wow. I think it's called unfocused in school. <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, but I'd I'd love to do something like that because I feel like it really kind of mixes both sides of my personality and brain. So, like, I really like switching to a code type of project to kind of take a break from art um, because it's just, like, Mm -hmm. totally switching lanes. And it's I I find that, like, things where I can mix those two are really fun and really interesting. So, Mm yeah, I'd love to, like, anytime I can get paid to do something like that, it's kind of a dream project. Um, Mm -hmm. Also kind of scary because, like, anytime somebody else looks at your code, it's like... (sighs) Like, everybody thinks everybody else's code is awful, and everybody knows he, that their code is bad.
0: I'm one in of the most people. basic terms. <laughs> well, in the most basic term, what do you mean by code? Like, what are you uh, creating? He codes code stuff, man. He codes yeah, was just code stuff.
2: stuff. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's man, right. I want to know. This is like a world. I'm like so
0: curious right now.
2: Uh, I have done like a bunch of web development. So, like, my website, I made all from oh. scratch myself. That was kind of like where I learned to do things. Um, and then I worked as a web developer briefly um, after college, and kind of a designer and stuff like that. Um, and so I've done like a lot of JavaScript and things like that. And then like I'm kind of getting into Swift mm-hmm. and um, augmented reality things when I have time for personal projects. Um, yeah, usually if you see a sword in my work, it's something I did for me because that's what I want to draw, just because I think it's fun. <laughs> So, like, all of the augmented reality ones are, like, sword-centric because, like, all right, I'm going to draw whatever I want, and it's going to be swords and plants and skulls, and we're good.
1: When are you going to bring that stuff to us? When are you going to make an app so we can do that to our art?
2: I don't know. I mean, I've thought about it, but, like, there's a pretty big gap between, um, like, making something as, like, a stupid little tech demo and, like, making something that other people can actually use. Uh, Good point. Yeah, I do have like a website secretly hidden on, like a little parallax illustration maker hidden on my website. I can, I can. Oh, it, like, I, if I should mention that here. Um, yeah, I. This comes with no guarantee of how well it were, will work, and your mileage may vary. But if you go to the easy to remember jeremvogel dot com slash projects slash parallax maker, I think. <laughs>
1: but will um, you copy and paste that into the little chat yeah, let's
2: here? Do, let's see what I can do. I have to double check on that. Uh, this is oh, yeah. so Relax cool. Afterscore Maker, that's the one. Have, have you tried uh, Slide? Yeah, it's just like you can drag and drop layers in there, and it will turn into it. And you can like <laughs> tilt your phone or a tablet or whatever, and it should work. Maybe okay. no guarantees. Please don't ask me for tech support.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: um, have you tried Slide AR yet?
2: I have heard of it. I haven't actually tried it. I. I think the guy who makes it actually reached out to me and asked me to do some stuff. And I told him no. Cause it's like, I'd rather do it on my own.
1: Well, that's, that's why I want you to check it out because I feel like when I look at your stuff, I'm like that moves in a super rad way. And I would be curious to get your take on slide to see like why yours is cooler.
2: Oh, like, honestly, I, I don't know enough about slide to like really say, um, And it's possible that guy did it before I did it, but we're both kind of doing the same thing. Um, I think, like, to make something that other people can use, you sort of necessarily have to limit the options just a little bit because it just, like, takes a lot of extra effort. So, like, um, if you look at the, I think I have a piece called The Wizard on my website where I've, like, rotated one of the layers a little bit. So, like, the guy's leg is kind of sticking out, but it's subtle, but it had to be that way to, like, work with the composition. That's like, just like the amount of like customization and things you can get when you're coding it yourself is a lot stronger Um, and you can just like tweak things like crazy um, until it is where you actually want it. I don't know, code is weird. It's like, so it's like, you know, when you're working on an illustration and you just get, like, so into the little details that, like, nobody will ever notice but you, but, like, but you care. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's what code is like. It's just, like, this rabbit hole that it's like, oh, well, like, but I have to fix this stupid little detail. And, like, you can just spend hours and hours, like, noodling on things.
0: I have two things to say. Like, I, I'm so blown away right now, Jerome, by, like, the things that you're doing and the things that you know. I really think there's something there. I don't know what it is yet, but the the mixing code with art or something like that, like the the word that keeps coming into my head is like some kind of immersive experience. There has to be someone out there, a brand, maybe an entertainment property that wants to do something. Because given that we're all kind of in this weird place where everyone's mostly at home and Mm -hmm. not really out there, there has to be something interactive. Maybe it's that choose-your-own-adventure type vibe where you can blend Mm -hmm. your art with code. It's because I'm just, I'm just so stunned, and I think there's something there, and I'm excited to see you kind of birth more of
2: that, because it's so
0: experimental, you I just, know? Yeah,
2: and sometimes you see, like, back in the good old stumble upon days of the internet, you would come across these, like, experimental, like, art code projects all the time, and I just, like, yep. always thought those were really cool, and I like doing that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, know, I love that. Cool. Yeah, And for all the people that are listening right now, whether you're a freelance illustrator, creative, whatever it may be, or maybe you just love Jam's work. I've been reading this book called Range. So at closer and closer, we always have the culture of like always learning, always like trying to grow. And in this book, Range, it talks about how some of the most successful athletes. So it, in the beginning of the book, it talks about Roger Federer, who's a big tennis player, and talks about Tiger Woods. But Roger didn't just work on tennis and been became the best tennis player ever because of that. He was skateboarding. He was playing basketball. He was doing a bunch of things. And the, the whole story behind range is that I guess to be good at something, you have to be good. You have to just try a bunch of things. And yeah. it seems like you're just a really good example of someone that, yeah, I draw. And, yeah, I might have yanked some teeth potentially. <laughs> <laughs> but then you code And you—it's just insane. It blows my mind, man. Like you got range, and there's no wonder
2: you are where you are. It's it's such an interesting point, though, because I feel like there's there's got to be some balance to that because it's also easy to just feel like I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. But then, like, at some point, you sort of have to focus in and just say, like, "Okay, this is what I'm actually going to do." And I feel like code for me is sort of like barely on the fringes of like. It's okay to kind of keep this as a thing attached to my work, sort of, where, like I, like, I would love to, like, make electronic music and things like that. And, like, there's just always, like, these, like, oh, my brain wants to go here and here and here. And usually it's, like, if I have a project and a deadline, it's, like, I want to be doing anything else, you know? <laughs> like yeah. It's, like, I'm so excited about this until it's the priority and then I don't want to do it. That, I, I get that.
1: I can relate with that in a yeah. way that I can't express how much I can relate with it. It's so it's like, true.
2: I, I'm curious, Dave, if you have the same thing, like, especially when I have a more editorial project where it's like, I have to be thinking about it. And like when I'm working on sketches, um, I feel like it is so hard to keep my mind focused on the sketches. It's like, my brain just wants to be anywhere else. It's like anything else is what I want to be thinking about. But it's like kind of that same feeling of like writing a paper in college where it's like, You just can't make yourself think about it, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. Like the, the tough thing you remember, have you seen Gattaca?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think about that movie way too often.
1: I do too. Um, we have these weird things in common. I really like it. Really? Um, The the line where he's like, I never knew how far away I was from my dream until I was standing right next to it. Yeah. That that's how I feel when I'm doing sketches. I'm like, damn it, I should be working on my own thing right now. That's where I'd be happy, drawing my swords, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so that's that's why it's tough to focus. It's like everyone's like, You draw for a living. What can be so hard about it? It's it's harder than anything (laughs) you've ever done when you're kind of emotionally
2: exhausting, right? Exactly. yeah, but I, I mean, I love it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't disparage it. It's like so awesome that we get a draw for a living. Like, it's true. It's like it's living the dream. It's fantastic, but it's still work, and you still have to like show up and do it. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, totally. What I mean, now I look like the bad guy,
2: Jeremy. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. You can <laughs> say something bad about me really quick if you want, and then we'll just kind of turn it back.
1: I can't believe. <laughs> I, I, so you know you get a thought, cue it in your head, and that's what you're going to say. I can't say what I was going to say; it was too inappropriate.
2: Um, you don't have to send it to me later. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, are, are we going over on time, Tristan, or are we good?
0: Oh, uh, we're, we're we're about to run your wrap. If you guys are, but if you have one more question, I'm, I mean, it's up to Jerome.
1: Well, I have a question for you, Tristan. How are you going to feel? Oh. How are you going to feel when the Lakers lose?
0: don't don't speak that dave don't dude i'm so heartbroken right now well i'll tell you this man they're gonna win um but they're not tonight i don't know i don't want i don't want to think about it right now man i'm i still have a whole work day i gotta go through before the game starts. so i'm not there yet mentally i'm going to wear the jersey Well, just prepare
1: it's gonna happen for losing that is
0: so what happens if they don't lose and they end up winning everything, Dave? Are you gonna like draw a mural of my glory and, and my awesomeness because the Lakers won? Even if they lose, they or even if they
1: win, they still lose in my mind and my heart because they're losers.
2: Let's make a wager. This. I want to see this mural though. So, yeah. Yeah. Tristan, Tristan,
0: Victoria,
1: Tristan, holding himself up.
0: Oh, so, <laughs> if the Lakers win, okay, we're gonna make a bet right here, right now this Okay, this sure. You tell me. If this is too much, but yeah. if the Lakers win the NBA Finals, you have to do a mural of me, Dave. What? And you made it sound like Jerem has to
1: do a mural of you, Dave.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm not no, well, here's this. the thing. We already established I only like no. children's cartoons and not sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. So it's gonna be a mural of
0: me, and as you guys talk about when it comes to art, I'm gonna be the forefront. No, But I, then in the background, no, you want to got be the my mid-grand. boy. You want to be the mid-grand. mid-ground. Mid-ground, mid-ground. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. My bad. <laughs> you be but then not be mid But then you got my boy, Jaron Vogel, on the side right there with a sword because oh, he's got be my good. back. I don't think and he wants to be
2: the
0: I think I he does. Work. He just said he, he thought it would be good. I, think no, I, just want to see
2: the, I just want to see the mural. Where are you going to put it, though?
1: Yeah, or, I'll, I'll well, do it a mural of you, but the, the, the terms are this, I get to decide what the content is. You, you will be in the mural. The Lakers will be in the mural. Um, I, and I have to some, somehow convey victory. Those are the three parameters. We don't need, we bring Jeremy to this. It's going to be upsetting for his fans. Be like, uh, well, I thought not like sports, man. I think they can handle
2: I, it though. I mean, they're, they're already they leaving every time I post something.
1: So we're Okay. Good. So we'll put, Jeremy, oh.
2: we'll
1: put Jeremy Andre, do you want to be in it too? Sure. (laughs) I love that this podcast is all us. And then we get one second of Andrea saying, sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Jerem, thank you so much uh, for being on this. And I thought this was a great episode because one, we got to know a little bit about you and your art, but then like, it's so cool to see that you have range and, the, the insight you gave us like yeah, it's, it's good to have range but then eventually you get to focus in on something and when i think about the people that listen i look at the data like we have a lot of young people trying to enter this industry but they just they just sometimes need that push or it's like yeah i think i want to do art but then i want to do this i want to do that and i think your story is so great because you're going to try something and if it doesn't work you can just change lanes like you yeah. can just do something else and i think you just embody that so we're, we're thankful to have you on this and Uh, You really are the man. We're just thankful to have you on the roster. Oh, thank you. Well,
2: I mean, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Yeah. And thanks for being here, Dave. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I I appreciate you guys letting me tag along in this thing. Um, I I do have to say my goodbyes. Um, I'm not kidding when I say that Jerem Vogel is one of the most talented dudes I know. Um, Check out his work um, at, get this, jeremvogel.com. Coke, hire him for something, for hell's sake. Yeah,
2: Bring back
1: peach Coke while you're at it, Coke. Come on. What are you thinking? Coke. And Nike, hire me for something while you're at it.
2: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co.